0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Giannis goes for 41, 13 rebounds, six assists. The Bucks get the win. Stay in this series now. It's two games to one, and we wait till Wednesday for game four. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key here in New York. Jay at the finals in Milwaukee right now. And Jay... We talked about Giannis earlier. Let's talk about another star in this series. That's Devin Booker. And the, the struggle that he had in this game, 3 of 14, 1 of 7 from 3, only 10 points in 29 minutes. There was this one play that we've seen over and over again that I stood out to me early where Drew Holiday was really just in him. It was on the baseline. I mean, he was all over him. And he couldn't get a shot off. In fact, he knocked it away. Then he had to shoot. It goes off the top of the backboard. And as he's going back on defense, you could tell the Bucks bench was giving it to him. And he kind of like just – you could see the frustration in his face, the anger in his face. He never got it going in this game. What did you see out of Devin Booker, and what did you see out of what the Bucks did to him defensively?
1: Well, it was interesting for me from the beginning of this series because I would have had Drew Holiday on Devin Booker, especially seeing the way that Patrick Beverly in the series before really got underneath Devin. And what I mean by underneath is sometimes when you play against smaller guards – they're able to put so much pressure on you. You feel like they're, they're in your pocket. Mm. They're breathing up towards your mouth, right? Uh, and it doesn't allow you room to operate for Devin, who likes to put the ball on the ground. So I think Drew Holiday, even though being, slight, being taller than Patrick Beverly, has those guard-like lateral quickness to get underneath him. And I love that matchup. But I'm also going to say this. Devin just missed a lot of shots earlier in the game. So one of the things that we haven't talked about this morning is that With the exception of CP3, this is still a very young basketball team. Mm -hmm. With CP3 and Jay Crowder, they're the older veterans. But DeAndre hasn't been to the playoffs before. Devin Booker hasn't been to the playoffs before. Cameron Johnson had a a great bang last night of P.J. Tucker. But he's young. Mikael Bridges is young. The the rest of the core of this team, they're young. And you felt that last night the Deer District was crazy out here. Talking about you had like 15,000 people. They were going wild outside the stadium. The energy in the stadium was different. So having your first NBA Finals on the road experience, right, and and dealing with that um, I I thought was an adjustment for them. And I I agree with Monty Williams. I think the legs for Devin seemed a little heavy last night. And for him to sit the fourth quarter, I think Monty is saying, hey, listen, young fella, we need you for a game four This is a critical game as well. Let's recalibrate. Let's refocus. Get your legs up underneath you, and let's come back for Game Four and try to get a win. Do you You think it has to do with
0: that? The 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 experience factor, maybe. Absolutely. On the road for the first time
2: in the finals. And I talked about that earlier on the show. Is that it's it's different, right? You're sitting in your hotel room. You're on the road. You're watching. Uh, what's being said on TV? Then you drive into the stadium. There's fans, and you're sitting in the locker room getting warmed up. There's shots of Jay will pregame. He's out there with the fans. I see that. It's just a different now. Your mindset is such that okay, we got to take care of business. Then all of a sudden, it's not going your way, and now you start pressing even more. And then still not going your way. And then crowds at that against point, you
0: too. The crowds. You're building. You. It's a much. It's different a totally field, right?
2: different situation. That's why being at home. And having home court and home field advantage is so important in professional sports. People don't realize that until moments like last night where they see how vital and how important it is to have fans in the building going crazy, full of whatever. Mm. Because they they were full of something. I don't know what it was, but I was watching JNIM. A whole lot of Milwaukee's best. I I was watching Nim on the pregame show, and it looked like I could smell some of the beer (laughs) going through the TV.
1: But, but Jay, oh, I, not only that, Key. I mean, we we had we had we had a um, we had a lot of activities going on here. We had smoke in the air. I'm like, what is what is yeah, going on I'm out sure. here? Drinks, cocktails. <laughs>
2: I'm sure. Yeah, it
1: was it was it was. I gotta tell you though, Al and Key, I I can't wait for football season because if we get a chance to experience what I just experienced here for games, it's. The, and, Key, you can talk about this, too. The 50-50 balls are everything within professional sports. Mm-hmm. And I know in basketball, if the energy is right, I'm way more willing to make those little plays because the energy propels me to make those plays. And I feel like that's what, that's what happened here yesterday. The momentum just shifted where you felt like the energy was always going to lead to the Bucks winning those 50-50 balls.
0: That's what I said when we opened the show is it felt like it was like that home court advantage was on display last night. Once again, the Suns really were riding that momentum of what was a raucous crowd in Phoenix. And then we saw Milwaukee get their chance and they just had their team running a lot harder, just playing a lot faster. The Bucks played so fast in game three. It was a lot for the Suns to keep up with. And, and Booker, as you mentioned, he just you saw it. He was just in the struggle. I mean, he just was not right. With, uh, again, just 10 points in 29 minutes, lowest scoring output this postseason. He had at least 15 points in every other game so far in the postseason. But now, Jay, you have that game, you have that environment, you have that atmosphere, everything you want, and now you got two days. You know, and then you wait till Wednesday to play a game. Does that benefit one team over another? Does it matter for either team? Key, Key said it doesn't matter. For either team, it's going to be the same. But I kind of feel like if I'm the Bucks, I want to play almost right away again to keep riding this energy.
1: You know, I, I think it helps Giannis with his knee, gives him some extra time for treatment. Um, but with the exception of that, I, I think both teams just having rest, a chance to recalibrate. hope that leads us into having a great game four. It, it, it is intriguing, though, because if you're – Coach Budenholzer, and if you're the Bucks staff, you're looking at this and say, okay, we're dealing with a two-headed monster, right? We're dealing with CP3 and Devin Booker. That Coming into this game, I think they combined for 113 points before we got to game three, whereas the backcourt for the Bucks only combined for 61 points. So if we're able to take out one of these guys, right, focus our attention on one of these guys, and maybe that needs to come from Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday also was picking up the full length of the court. You take out one of those guys, it makes him a different basketball team now. You, you get DeAndre Ayton in some foul trouble, some questionable calls last night. I will say that, but there's always home cooking going on in the playoffs for guys like DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. You get him in foul trouble, they're a different basketball team. So I think finding those matchups where initially, who is DeAndre Ayton guarding? We're going to attack you. Hey, how do we put Drew Holiday back on Devin Booker? Or do we need to put Drew Holiday back on cp 3 Limit one of those guys to attack DeAndre Ayton that would be the game plan for the Bucks moving forward. And I think if you're able to attack one of those two, it puts you in a prime position to win.
2: Yeah, I, I think when you look at, Jay, from what my, I was, you know, my vantage point of sitting at home and seeing everything, the way things unfolded, I just thought that Devin Booker clearly didn't live up to the bill, right, of the young Kobe mentality, those sort of things, be legendary. It just wasn't something. And Drew Holiday – kind of probably took offense to that and said, you know what? Game one and two, I didn't play my game. I'm at home with all this energy. I'm not giving you no room, much like you talked about a a smaller guard kind of being underneath you and not letting you put the ball where you want to and becoming aggressive. And when you have your teammates on the sideline kind of encouraging you to stay right there, don't move. You know how it is when they're screaming, weak side help, stay right there, stay right there, get your hands in there. And you now being tidbit little reminders to stay doing the things that you've been taught the entire way through basketball. So when I'm watching that, I'm like, okay, this is, this is home court advantage. Now, it's not being in Phoenix where those sort of same things are taking place. Also, on top of that, 41 points, man. When that dude going to give you 41, 13, and 6, you're going to win most of them games because the other guys are now coming to the party. Don't shoot threes. Stay right there in the paint. Dominate with them big shoulders. Be big shoulders for a reason and not no reason.
1: Okay, and and that's what you've been waiting for. That's why they got Drew Holiday, right? That's why they paid him big money to be – and is it a lot to ask? Yeah, you're damn right. But that's why Drew Holiday is Drew Holiday. You have to go guard the other team's best player. Go lock up Devin Booker. Go lock up CP3. And by the way, we also need you to drop 20 points per game. That's what we need from you, Drew Holiday. So coming into this game, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Now, Chris Middleton has been big time throughout the course of the playoffs, right? Especially in the, in the Nets series. We talked about him being one of the leaders of this team. But he hasn't been great in the first two games. You're still waiting for him to come to the party the way Drew Holiday came to the party. But it all starts off with Giannis, man. I'm telling you, Giannis is like a meteor. When he, when he starts to attack the rim. He draws so much attention. Key, I'm telling you, if you play with Giannis, you don't get four or five wide-open shots per game. And I'm going to knock him down, ready too. You to knock those shots
2: in. You ain't got to worry about it, man. All exactly. net. Exactly. Bottom of the net, Jay. Come oh, on, man. That's what you do, Key. Man, bottom Key, of the net. If you were have ten open shots in the game,
1: how many do you think you would make? If you had ten wide-open shots in the game, how, how many would Keyshawn Johnson make right now? Open, two, opened. two, probably two? two.
0: Oh, right now. Yeah, <laughs>
2: two, even, in yeah. Even, yeah. even 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 back then when I was playing football too. Man, that's a long ways. Have you ever tried to shoot under that type of pressure <laughs> yeah. in an NBA final? Well, I don't know about
0: an NBA final. <laughs> that's oh, a oh, long that th- look.
2: Look, man. I'm not yeah, like, Le- like two, I'm two, not like LeBron. I'm two. not gonna see three rims and say fire at the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Them damn, that's that thing. Look long, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks really far
2: away. It looks like really, Keep, really far away at Jay. this I don't, moment. I love him.
1: He didn't get hyped up. He didn't say five. He didn't no, say no, six. No, no, no. He
0: was being and honest. Because, Jay, <laughs> Jay, you'd kick it out to him. He'd like, take it back, Jay. I don't want this. Take it no, back, Jay. I
2: would just – I wouldn't be – I guess I wouldn't understand. I would have to get used to the speed of the game of him closing in on me. Yeah, because – being open is not really being open. No, not, it's not just really. like in football. Yep. people think no. you open. It's like, man, I'm not really that dude right in my back pocket. Yeah. So in basketball, I get it. The moment I get it gathered to get ready to pull, that dude already at my toes. His arm is already. Yeah. Extended. So I would have well, to key, get I'll, used I'll to that. I'll give
1: you an example, Keith. Can you, you,
2: key, you joke around me being
1: small, right? So, I, well, I'm I don't six, joke, a half, but six, two, go ahead. Six, three is around the same height, right? And last night, prime example of what you're talking about. I don't know if you guys remember, he did this move on Giannis where he started driving right, he yanked it back, Giannis readjusted, he then crossed him over left to right, he went towards the baseline for a fade. Giannis is seven feet tall. Giannis has like a 7'4 seven wingspan, seven-five wingspan. He barely got that shot off. If he's not at that angle, yeah. like the degree of difficulty for that shot yeah. is like 30. But like for a guy like that, it makes it look so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, a, that's the difference of how – Ch- uh, More over a team with the size and the length.
2: Jay, my only experience playing with NBA players is when I ran with everybody in the summer times and we would run with Mark Jackson and, and Chris Mully and Jalen Rose and all of us. We were running the court. B Russ, I'm out there playing with with, with Mitch Richmond. Come on, man. Yeah, and and so I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'm athletic. You know, these, man,
0: it was different. Right. That it was different. Right. you're, you're, you're big for NFL. Key, last night uh, when we were in Phoenix,
2: coming out of the game, key. I saw
1: we're in an elevator, and I'm looking at this guy in the elevator. I'm like, this guy got a dope jacket on. Uh, he has some really cool shoes. I'm like, who, man, man? I'm like, oh, it's OBJ. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like looking OBJ in the eyes. And I'm like, man, I thought you were – I've been around Keyshawn too long. I thought you were, thought you were a lot taller. Mm-hmm. And then I started to think about it. I was like, yeah, but I can't handle those boosties, man. Mm-hmm. Dude's just got something different, man. Like, got just fast. I mean, guys have different, gear. different speeds about them that – average fans can't relate to.
0: No, no, until you see it in real life. And that's, of course, when it's scary. Keys on J. Will Zoom and brought to you by California Almonds. Country versus country. You versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel. Almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural energy packs. Stay on task. Feel good fuel to power you through. California Almonds. Own your every day. Every day. And we continue the NFL conversation As we are getting closer to the beginning of training camps and over the weekend at the American Century Championships, a little pro-am action. You saw a lot of athletes there, including Aaron Rodgers. And we're just showing him right on ESPN (coughs) News, just throwing one to the boats there at Lake Tahoe. And to discuss this and more, let's bring in one of the quarterback greats of the past, Joe Theismann, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Joe, good morning.
3: Good morning, you guys. How's everybody?
0: Good. We've gotten everybody's take on Aaron Rodgers and what we think he's going to do. So why don't we begin by asking you the same. Over the weekend, he did say he's (laughs) going to take a couple of weeks, get back to working out, and maybe make a decision, uh, decide what he's going to do going forward. There's a lot of people like Key that believe he's not playing this season at all. He wants out of Green Bay. And then there's another part who think... All right, he's taken this pretty far, but in the end, he wants to play. Guys want to be on the field and play, especially this time of year. Which side are you on, Joe?
3: Well, interestingly enough, I, I, I mean, think you know, having played the game, we understand the love for it. Um, and we've seen guys take a year off. In the beginning, when this whole thing started, I thought it was 80-20, maybe 90-10 that Aaron would be a Green Bay Packer. But as this thing has progressed and the comments have been made and you know, he sort of dug himself in, and the Packers were saying, well, you know, we really want you here. What bothered me was about three, four months ago, uh, I guess the GM or somebody in the organization said, Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback for the foreseeable future. Well, that only exacerbated the situation by moving up to get Jordan Love when he felt like this football team needed someone else to help on offense or anybody else other than a quarterback that wasn't going to play. That's where it all started. But I think he's dug in right now, and there's so many things that have been said. Uh, From a management standpoint, from a fan standpoint, I think it's going to be hard for him to go back. Now, Key knows this. As a player, you take Aaron Rodgers back with open arms. Mm -hmm. All this stuff that's happened, we understand it's a business now. He's not happy, and that's been said. But I'm beginning to believe more and more that Aaron Rodgers will not be a Green Bay
2: Packer. You know what, Joe? I'd say to myself, "Where do you want me to kiss you? The left lip or the right <laughs> lip? The up eye? Well, like what? Yes, I want you back. There's no question. <laughs> the All is it. forgiven. <laughs> yeah, we not. Yeah, it's nothing to even think about as far as Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback spot.
3: You know? But, yeah, but you, I mean, you know, here's the thing. It, it's like basically, uh, I think he, you know, he was mad last year. He played like a madman last year. He was the MVP of the league? First thing I would have done is I don't believe his his 22 and 23 contracts are guaranteed. I think he's – when you look around the league and you look at the numbers that guys are getting, Dak got $40 million with a broken leg. Didn't even play last year. Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. I don't know exactly what Aaron's contract is, but he's got to be upwards in that category for the next couple of years. So I'd have raised his salary. I'd have guaranteed his contract. That would have been the first thing I would have done with him. Um now he's basically, you know what I think he's basically saying, and I, I, I visited with Aaron a little bit, didn't ask him anything about it. I want you to know that. This is my personal opinion. So I think what he's saying, hey, look, you thought so much of Jordan Love. You moved up to get him when you knew we had other needs on this football team. He's yours. Go ahead. Just move forward with him. Give me a chance to go do something else. Does he want to play football? I believe he really does. Will he be willing to take a year off? He's physically in good shape we see how long guys can play today so I think he's basically dug himself in and said you know and now he's now he says I'm going to work out over the next couple weeks what do you think he's been doing I mean we
0: know he's um, been golfing
3: He's, he's <laughs> run a little bit and you know I mean obviously we all tried a little bit this weekend I I played the worst nine holes of my life on a back nine yesterday but uh, that's that's another story for another time uh, I just think I just think Aaron is basically saying to the organization look man you wanted him you got him And, um, you know, just give me a chance. I'll go someplace else. The problem with that is the price for him is going to be too high. You know, you're not looking at a guy who's in his mid-20s or even early 20s, late 20s. You're looking at a guy who's three, four years away, maybe from not being able, you know, not playing anymore. Not that he needs to, maybe his skills diminish, whatever it might be. So you're looking at a window. If you give up two number ones, which I'm sure it's at least going to cost you, Mm. maybe two number ones, two number two. You know, you could witness draft day here. You know Kevin Costner making a deal uh, for the for the picks that you would get or have to give up to get Aaron Rodgers, but you need to be that one quarterback away. It's what the Rams did with Matthew Stafford. Mm. That 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 move for Matthew Stafford was one move and one move only. We're going to the Super Bowl. We want to. We're going to win the Super Bowl. That's that's their mantra. It has to be that right now.
2: Joe Theismann, former Washington football team quarterback, Super Bowl 17 champion, 1983. NFL MVP joining us this morning, are Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Speaking of quarterbacks, the Chicago Bears have a little bit of quarterback issues or decisions that they need to make. Is it Andy Dalton or is it Justin Fields? Joe, who would you
3: start? I would, um, if I'm the Bears, I would start Justin Fields. I would get him ready to go. Now, I'm not a big proponent of, of rookies playing. I think there's the, cur- the learning curve is so steep. But if you just – I mean, Mitch Trubisky, Andy Dalton, both have experience, but they don't bring that element that Justin brings to the game. So if I'm making my commitment to go get the kid, I'm going to give him a chance to be able to get as much work as he can, and I'm going to start him. And here's the reason why. is Last year, it would have been a different story because you didn't have any OTAs, you didn't have any minicamps, you didn't have a chance to be able to go through training camp. You basically – had a little bit of Zoom meetings, had a little bit of looking at people on the field, and bang, you got to put somebody out there. But I would go with Justin Fields, and I, if that's if that's the commitment that I made, that's the one I would go with. Yeah. Joe,
1: I got to ask you about my my Giants here. How much pressure do you think is on Daniel Jones this season to get things done for the Giants?
3: He plays in he plays for the Giants. I think I think you know the day you're drafted by the Giants, it's it's pressure. It's like being a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. It's like being well the Annie starting quarterback that has a, a storied franchise that they're a part of. Whoever takes over in Pittsburgh is going to be pressured. Still haven't found an answer in Denver after John Elway left. Really haven't found an answer in Miami after Dan Marino left. Um, I think there's certain places. I think there's a lot of pressure. It, there's no excuses anymore. You know there isn't a, there isn't that let's okay let's go through the growth curve let's let's understand the game let's understand the offense. Uh, you know Daniel takes care of himself. And, and he's, gotta make, he's just got to make good decisions with the football in his hand. That's really what our position is all about. We're facilitators. After the ball leaves your hand, there's nothing you can do about it. But it has to be going in the right place, the right direction, at the right time. And I, I think Daniel certainly has all the tools. The pedigree is there. His coach is there. He's been around the Mannings. Um, there's nothing left but to do it. I think the Giants are going to be – they added some really quality people. You know, Arizona added people. New England added people. Giants added people. Um, those are three franchises that should do better. I still believe Washington, with the addition of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, is going to be a, a heck of an out. I believe that that football team defensively will have one of the top two or three defenses in football. And, Key, we both know this. Defense wins championships. Absolutely. I mean, Tom Brady was the MVP last year of the Super Bowl. Okay, I can see that. But I'll tell you something. My vote went to the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and – and I just think that that makes a world of difference, and that's where I think Washington in this division can win the division. But as far as Daniel Jones goes, he has to be ready to play this year. This has got to be the year where they, he shows the organization that I'm, I'm ready to be the guy, I can get it done, and you don't make those little mistakes
4: that cost you games.
0: Joe, when you think about that division you're just talking about here, again, Washington, which you are closely associated with, and then the Giants, the Cowboys getting Dak Prescott back, and then the real you know question marks all over the most recent Super Bowl champion in that division, that's the Philadelphia Eagles. You mentioned Washington and what they're going to be. Ryan Fitzpatrick's sort of been that guy throughout his career that he's been just enough. right? He's been just enough, and then yet there's always a young quarterback pushing him. He just went through that in Miami, obviously, how do you think that dynamic's going to work out there in Washington? Is he the guy? Obviously, not long term. He's this late in his career, but is he the guy at least for all seventeen games and then some this season for Washington?
3: I think as long as he stays healthy, yeah, I, I really do. I mean, Taylor hasn't played hardly any football. Now he's going to get a chance to actually work through training camp. They uh, gave Taylor a, a two-year contract, I believe. So he's, he knows he's going to be there for a while. He's one of those young guys that's bounced around. But I mean, how do you evaluate somebody after five quarters of football? And, and, you know, truthfully, Fitz wasn't playing bad football in Miami. They just wanted to put two on the field. That had, that had nothing to do with football. Absolutely nothing to do with football, in my opinion, down in Miami. That had to be about the fact that, hey, look, we've got this young guy. Let's put him out there. A little bit what you're, you know, you may see, in like, in Chicago with Justin. We've got to put him out here on the field. It isn't a question of putting him out on the field to see what he, we've got. It's a question of we've made this commitment. We're in this direction. Now we have to commit to this direction. I think. I think you know. If you look at uh, if you look at what Fitz has been able to do, I mean, he's had spurts. That's why they call him Fitz Magic. Um, he's unflappable. I played. Uh, I played on Friday with him, out in Tahoe at our uh, the American Century tournament, and uh, he's, he's excited about this football team. And you know, he's he's certainly got enough tread off the tire. Um, but I think it's a chance. To be around a, a terrific young football team, I was. I went to the last minicamp, and I sort of like to walk through locker rooms. And, and key, you know this, man. You walk around the locker room, you get a sense of way guys feel, the the conversations, the interaction with one another, the atmosphere. You can feel the energy, or you can feel the lack thereof. Um, I heard one of the guys say, "This is the end of minicamp." One of the uh, defensive linemen said. I can't wait for training camp to see how good we can really be. Wow, That's the kind of – you know, what guys walk around and say, mm. I can't wait for training camp. I used <laughs> to love it, but that's a different story. But, I mean, you know, so, yeah, I think Fitz is going to be the right fit there for them. I think he gives them the right per- personality to lead, the ability to lead, and the veteranship that really, I think, is required if you want to move to the next level.
0: Yeah, and I certainly love Ron Rivera as a head coach there as well. Joe, we got to leave it right there. Always good to catch up with you. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, hey, Joe. guys, great. Uh-huh.
3: Watching you enjoy you. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Thank
0: you. Joe Theismann on the Goodyear hotline. Interesting stuff there he had to say about Washington. Coming up next, though, we'll get you set up. The home run derby in Major League Baseball is tonight. Will this be Shohei Otani's breakout moment? We'll discuss that next. KJZ yeah. ESPN Radio, series XM, Channel 80.
3: Here's Otani blasting one to dead center field. That one's got to be in the 450 range or
5: so. I wish sports fans understood the ridiculousness of what Otani's doing right now. This is Keyshawn J. Will, and Zubin.
6: Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. slash unsportsmanlike.
4: Giannis, outside the high post left, turns on Crowder, explodes toward the basket and stops with two hands. They can't stop Giannis tonight. He's up to 39. He's just a physical
0: force with enough of a handle that if you're in his grill, he's going right around. Doris Burke, Mark Hester with the call. ESPN Radio as Giannis and the Bucks win game three, 120 to 120-100. They cut the series deficit in the NBA Finals, two games to one against the Phoenix Suns. Giannis goes for 41 points and 13 rebounds, makes him the third player in NBA Finals history with a 40-point double-double in back-to-back games. He joins LeBron and Shaq. Yes, all one-name guys. Giannis, LeBron, and Shaq. Game four, Wednesday. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Euro 2020, we had a final yesterday, and it was an exciting finish as Italy claims its first European championship since 1968 with a 3-2 penalty shootout victory over England. The win gives Italy its sixth major tournament title and extended its unbeaten streak to 34 straight games, one shy of matching the all-time record. Tonight, you get the Home Run Derby in Major League Baseball. You get coverage 8 p.m. Eastern, ESPN and ESPN Radio. Headlining, two-way all-star Shohei Otani. He leads the majors with 33 home runs this season. He's the first pitcher and the first Japanese-born player to ever compete in the event. SportsCenter, brought to you by Indeed. Indeed has this hiring, too, called Instant Match and it really lives up to its name. Just post a sponsored job, and Indeed instantly searches millions of resumes in their database to immediately deliver the candidates that fit your job description. Visit Indeed.com/credit.
3: Once again tonight, it's showtime! Oh my goodness, what can't he do? Superhuman, Fernando Tatis Jr. All rise. There's talent all the way through these teams. Nolan Arenado, see you later. The best hitter on the
0: planet right now has done it again. He's on Jay Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn here with Key in New York. Jay Will in Milwaukee at the NBA Finals. And joining us on the Goodyear Hotline, Chris Singleton, our Major League Baseball ESPN Radio analyst. Good morning, Chris. So tonight we get the uh, the Home Run Derby, and it will be the first time we see a pitcher win it.
4: Yeah, I think it's uh, highly likely. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. What uh, I mean, I didn't I didn't realize a couple of years ago when you know he came over and you know we can have this two way player, young player, and uh, I mean, from battling the injuries he's had over the past couple seasons with the arm, with the knee, and then to, you know, come out this year and just be a hands-down MVP, it's it's pretty ridiculous. I think, you know, my early picks for the, the finals are uh, Shohei Ohtani and Joey Gallo if if the uh, brackets line up that way. I think those two guys just hit, I mean, tape measure shots.
2: Who who are we missing, Chris? I know Ohtani's there, obviously, to give us some, some sort of Snack crackle pop to the derby. But who are we missing that's not in that should be in?
4: Well, I don't know that you would you would say, I mean, a lot of times they're looking at, you know, sort of qualifications, but in all reality, if we want to think about the guys that are just everyone stops if you're walking through the, the the clubhouse or you know, you're walking through your kitchen and this person's at the plate yeah, you're definitely stopped watching him hit Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron judge. Um, because you know, they just, it's just unreal, the power that they possess. Bryce Harper's another guy that knows polarizing when he's at the plate, but you know, as far as the field this year, I mean, I, I definitely think there'll be some entertainment. Pete Alonso's back in to defend his crown, um, or his belt from a, a couple of years ago. So that should be pretty fun. But, um, Yeah, I think all eyes are going to end up being on those two guys, Gallo and uh, Otani.
2: Outside of the home run derby, when we talk about Otani, what do we think so far? What do you think so far about his season? You mentioned a couple years ago when I was hoping and praying that the Dodgers would sign him, Mm -hmm. but he decided to go to the beach instead of to the concrete uh, city of L.A. So far this season, how has he impressed you?
4: Well, the durability. I mean, for him to be able to – You know, to go out there and pitch and, I mean, just you think about physically what it takes, but then, you know, mentally, when you have to game plan for a lineup in the way that everything is today, I mean, it's specific. You'll see catchers with, you know, a little wristband, um, you know, guys looking at almost like a playbook, like an NFL quarterback, I mean, just as far as, okay, how do we pitch this guy? We're shifting this guy. Um, This is where the defense is behind me. So from the mental preparation for him, then you go to the physical side of the stress that pitching puts on your body and just kind of the weird movements. And then you're going to, you know, turn the page in the next day, you know, be the DH uh, in a lineup. You know, when he first got here, they had real boundaries between, okay, he wasn't going to hit, you know, a day or two before he pitched. Then after he pitched, you know, he wasn't going to hit, you know, a day or so after that. So it was real tricky for Mike Sosha back then to try to try to manage his time. But Joe Madden's kind of taking a different approach, and, you know, they're just letting him go. They're turning him loose. And so far, you know, it's been incredible what he's done. What I'm looking at, though, is that if he, if he gets to the finals in this derby uh, tonight or even wins it, and then, you know, what they want to do is showcase him in the game tomorrow where he actually pitches and he hits in the game, my biggest thing would be, all right, what do we look for in the second half? Because, you know, so many times, you know, guys, they, they, they're in the derby, and if they, you know, go deep into the derby, they can suffer a little bit offensively just because of, you know, everything that they, they exhausted and put out. And so with him doing everything he does on the mound and at the plate, and if he does all of this here over the next couple of days, you know, I'd be curious to see, how they kind of try to rest him, maybe the the first week or so after the break, or how they try to pace him so that he can stay on this, uh, you know, MVP, you know, pace season.
0: I thought Jay was going to jump in there. Sorry, Chris. Chris Singleton joining us Pick on the, the, the Goodyear Hotline. Sing, let me let me ask you about the opt-outs though Just for the, for the All Star Game. And and mm-hmm. to me again, it's it's always been about the stars and the, the fans want to see the stars. They're the ones who vote here. DeGrom, understandable. What do you think, though, of, of like the Astros making that decision? Uh, other players as well. Are, are they, in a season like this, is it understandable? Or is there some criticism headed their way?
4: Um, you know, I mean, I think it's DeGrom's got a good case. I mean, he's he's been working hard. Obviously, the Mets are in first place. They have an opportunity um, to win that division. And and do something, you know, in October. So, um, you know, you can understand that. You can understand, hey, he wasn't going to pitch in it, uh, what have you. Um, for the Astros, I mean, you know, you kind of look at it. It's been tough. I mean, they, they, they have been able to channel things and keep it within. You know, even they did last year. I mean, going all the way to the uh, championship series. But, you know, it, it's the first time back for the, uh, the All-Star game since. Everything was revealed about, you know, the scandals and all that stuff. And so I don't think guys want to subject themselves to, like, you know, big-time national stage, you know, being booed like that in that environment when no one gets booed in the All-Star game. You know, it, it's it's all a celebration of the sport. So I, I could see that as being a factor to, yeah, I'm just going to kind of, you know, tap out of this one. But, um, you know, guys have their different reasons. I think also, too, just with, you know, having – sort of, uh, you know, the protocols that they've had for, you know, COVID and all that stuff, even though they've gotten, uh, you know, lighter, if you will, um, you know, I think guys are probably still looking at too. Hey, I just want to take this time Whether it's a Buster Posey, who's got a little thumb injury or Yadier Molina, who was named to take his place. And, you know, Molina, you know, announced that he's going to take that time to rest. He's on the backside of his career, no doubt. So, um, so for me, it's just kind of, you know, just kind of one of those things. Um, Maybe the one that stands out the most is the Astros guys because, Kenny, you know, you get the feeling that yeah, they don't want to subject themselves to that kind of you know environment.
0: Yeah, they kind of knew what would be waiting for them. Plus, all the media coverage as well, asking them the questions they don't want to answer. Hey, Singy, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the enjoy the show tonight.
4: Okay, the show. Hey, all (laughs) right.
0: (laughs) You saw what I did there, Chris Singleton, our MLB ESPN Radio analyst on the Goodyear Hotline. As we mentioned. You got Showtime, Show Hey tonight, and others. Tune in for Major League Baseball's Home Run Derby as baseball's best sluggers vie for long ball supremacy. Coverage begins tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Shohei Otani, the number one seed in the Derby, also won the ESPY for Best Major League Baseball Player. This is brought to you by Dove Men Plus Care, proud sponsor of the 2021 ESPYS Sports Humanitarian Award. Coming up next, you know what time it is. Come Call on, the Jay. Roulette eight 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 say ESPN eight at eight eight seven two nine. 3776. I do have a read though, I think, don't I? Don't I? I do. You know what? Uh oh. I gotta find Uh-oh. it. I got a whole mess of paper in front of me. Oh no. And as I'm trying to set it up to go to break, Key, I need you to stall for me. Key, yes, say that things. is correct. You Talk stall all day long. Talk about stuff. Jay okay. will is
2: the greatest basketball I, player to ever face uh, the earth. I, He's, one the He's one of the top point guards that come out of Duke. The okay, Coming like up
0: it. next. Meanwhile, I've got this from O'Reilly, superstar. <laughs> yeah, Jay, back. you guys you are saw the what best I saw. teammates ever. Superstar. Batteries exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts are designed to meet the electrical demands of today's vehicles. Get dependable power and performance from the SuperStart battery for your car, truck, motorcycle, lawnmower, boat, or more. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today and their professional parts people can help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit O'ReillyAuto.com.
2: It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question.
5: 888 729 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't
1: mess it up. Especially you, Line 5.
5: It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right. 100, 100 times, times your money. Your money. For the ones
6: who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Before we get started, so you got two days before your next game. What are you going to do over the next couple of days in Milwaukee? I I have no idea. Go on a beer. Idea? Go, I'm sure I, I they got know, beer maybe? tours or something. Oh right? yeah, they probably have a great like you know you go, go to the shots brewery. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, but I'm
1: not a big beer guy. I'm not like. You went know, to Duke. Are you a big beer guy, Key? You went to a
2: college town. How could you know well, be beer? What does that mean? Guy? You went to USC. It's not a college town. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, I would just think you. No, I'm not a beer. <laughs> USC is a party school. Dude. What are you talking about? I'm not a. I'm not a beer guy. Get some
0: bratwurst. I mean, you know, like really get into the. Get into the culture in Milwaukee, yeah, That's all Jay. I'm trying to get you to do, you know? Get out. Yeah. Hey, you just I go? mean,
2: go
1: check out Shaka Smart. Go check out Marquette, you know? Go see what's going on over there. Go see what's I know. going on over there.
0: I don't know. You're not far from Chicago. You can go, you know, go back that way.
2: Take uh, a day. A nah, I, I, I
1: love Shaka. That's my city, but I'm going to stay right here in Milwaukee. I, I'm going to hang out in Milwaukee. I'm going to go maybe just walk around town. Who knows?
2: And the weather's fine, I'm assuming, right? It's rare that you can
0: walk around town.
2: <laughs>
1: In Milwaukee, when you're there, usually exactly. it's during the season. How's the weather? It's okay. It's a little chilly though. I had, I mean, I have a sweater on. I mean, I have a sweater on outside too. So
2: are they cleaning? Are they cleaning the windows at your hotel right now? Because yeah, what's dude, going on what, behind yeah, you? Yeah, that guy bed? was just suction cups. I have, what, what you, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking
1: about. What are you talking about? No, it was, it was a dude
2: the climbing. Segment. It was a dude climbing the with windows Spider-Man. with the suction
0: cups. Yeah, it was weird.
2: Key, stop!
1: I told you about all the stuff happening here at this hotel. Don't freak me out. I don't like this type of stuff.
0: All right, just just saying. Just keep an eye behind you. Just it's yeah. You have a big. Look like you have a really big room. Let me get a wide shot. (laughs) I need a wide (laughs)
2: shot of your room. It looks. It looks like you have a big. I'm in. I'm.
1: I'm at the bar
2: already. I'm at the bar on
1: the 23rd floor. That's that's why.
2: No, it looks like I'm you got the a bar. big room. That's why right. I, that I'm getting – uh, the night's getting
1: popped off before you guys even start. Yeah, the zoom out. Oh, yeah. i oh, Zoom out. Yeah, let me you see. Go, hey, hey, let me on. see. Yeah, come out a little bit more. Yeah, got the curtains over here. Um, yeah. All right, that's far enough. enough. Whoa, whoa, That's far yeah. enough. Yeah. No,
0: that's Easy. far whoa, enough. Whoa, no, 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 no. careful what we're showing here. Wow, that's a penthouse suite. Wow. I can't wait. That's a nice room. Penthouse suite. Whoa. Isn't that great? So great. I just – I'm lucky to get like, you know, maybe a – one queen with a pullout on the couch or something? Anyways, let's spin it. Let me go to line two.
3: Yeah, this is Matt from Reeseville. I was wondering who will win the New Orleans Saints quarterback job, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston?
2: I think it's Jameis. I think Jameis has the Jameis edge. Winston. 16, 17-game season. I think they probably will settle for Jameis in this situation. It's settle? not – not, it's not
0: a three-game
2: sample type
0: deal. This is for the course of yeah, the they're, season. Yeah,
2: they're going to let him yeah.
0: get the job, keep the job, and, and see where he takes it. But this is a huge year for him, obviously, well, wh- because he's reproving himself as a starter. What kind of year
1: are you projecting for him to have, though, Key?
0: Hmm. I'm projecting him to have a 3,500,
2: 4,000 pass season, 25 touchdowns, 10 interception wow. season. It's a good year.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a solid year. Wow, it's yeah. a good year. Okay. That's well, a solid year. Be a contender then. Okay. Let's spin it. Line four.
4: Good morning. Thank you. I just wanted to comment on the Russell Wilson because I'm from Seattle. Uh, I think it's a combination that moment Ciara got involved that his celebrity status is kind of opening up a lot of stuff in Pandora's box. But you got to also put blame on that management because while they're trying to Um, get the team going. They're not really focusing on that defense, and last year we got lucky. They kept throwing all, all over us, and we couldn't stop it.
0: Yeah, it's, not the, what was it? it's uh, not the Legion of Doom anymore, right?
2: They, get, they, got, they've, they, they got a lot better the second of half of the season. They, they certainly got a lot better, but they also yeah. took the football out of Russell Wilson's hands, which now allowed the defense to pin their ears back because they wasn't worried about going three and out because they were throwing the ball all over the field. Yeah, Bart- And Jamal Adams will be there again and in the fold. I mean, that
0: look, man, I think they'll be fine. Bart Scott said it best, though, that they have a Legion that there's no boom. And no doom. Not anymore. Let's spin it. Line five.
6: Maurice Marion Moore, Jr. from Frisco, Texas. Taylor Heineke will be your starting
0: quarterback for the Washington football team. In 2024. Week one. Taylor Heineke. Week one. Week one. That's his hot take. All right.
4: All right. I you like this.
0: It. I like this, Mo. I mean, they do like him, but I don't know. Like, like you heard Joe Theismann talk about it, right? He, you know. Like I don't think feels... Heineke,
2: how you going to do play five quarters, man? Stop. Slow down. But he was pretty
0: good, though. And they, there's a reason why they re-signed him.
1: He looked good in those five quarters, though, Key. They did. Let's spin it.
2: Y'all doing too much. There's Molly.
0: Line three. Uh-oh, something's bad. Good morning. Up.
3: Yeah. Bill from – Uh-oh. Good morning. It's Bill from Florida. Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Right. Uh, I got a quick question for Keyshawn. Uh-oh, what uh, I do man? I love your show. Thank mm-hmm. you. No, you didn't do anything, Key. You're a wonderful guy. Um, I would just like to know well, – I, I heard this morning your top ten quarterbacks. But I would like to know when you played in your tenure, what are your top five receivers – that you played against or played with in your career, and who you revered most.
2: Hmm. Uh, I would say Randy Moss, uh, Jerry Rice, Chris Carter. I mean, we had a whole bunch of them. I got I like that though. short period of time, but
0: those hey Jay, those get three, on that the Miller Brewery. That's one you want to get on. Get on that tour.